Like mm-hmm. NCAA 10 on the PS2, I challenge anybody in the entire universe to play my dad in that game and he will throttle you. Welcome back to another episode of Wreaking Havoc, the world's weirdest podcast. Paul, how you doing today? Loving this fantastic Monday we're having. We got a fun one today for you video game gurus out there. But before we get into that, for those of you that listened to the first episode when we talked about the situation at Albion, it's gotten a little more intense. We're not going to talk about this for a while. We're just going to give a quick, quick briefing on it. But uh, we're not allowed outside right now. Unless we're walking to class, getting something from our mailbox, or going to the KC, or our requested library access. Because we have five cases, I believe it was. Five positive cases last week, which, if you do the math, is not a ton by any stretch of the imagination. But believe it or not, it's a lockdown. And every email we get from him, our president, is about how it's our fault. It's the people breaking the rules, this, that, whatever. Maybe. Not the blame the professors here, but maybe it's the staff that can go home. Maybe they're bringing it in. Maybe it's those little dance parties we've been having out in the quad, and we had one on Friday at the Kellogg Center, which is like where the mailbox stuff and food and all that good stuff. But regardless, why not blame the students and rule them through fear and threat and suspension and expulsion? Why not? Because everyone knows the only way to rule people is through fear. That's how you get the best results. It's so obvious. Oh, my gosh. No, that's not how it works. But enough on that, because that's just going to frustrate me more. And one thing from Paul, little, Paul's got, got a little to say about this. Uh, you kind of touched on everything that I would have said. Um, but my big thing is uh, they're not really thinking about all the added stress they're putting on students right now. And Facts. it is finals week. Yeah, like this literally. is this is officially the first finals week. We get two finals weeks this semester, and this is the first one. Yeah, and they just want to throw this on top of all the stress we're feeling from school. And you know, we like to, after our class, and either depending on if we have our in-person, because we have that two times a week, but, you know, we like to go outside, we like to work out, we like to play catch outside. We're not allowed to do that right now, and it's dumb, it's stupid, but here we are. I, I, don't, I don't know what he's trying to do anymore. I've, I've lost hope in trying to understand it, because he's, he's just trying to rule through fear, and that's it's not okay, it's not cool. It's not how you should get the respect or the trust of the student body, because right now... I, I've never met the guy. Yeah. I don't know how many people he's met on campus or whatnot. I barely ever see him. I mean, I don't see anyone. Social life is gone. Every social activity has been canceled. And so you can't go between residential buildings. Okay, whatever, fine. So that takes away that aspect of being able to see people inside. Yep. But now we're not allowed outside to see them, so... <sighs> Blows my mind. But let's get into more fun topics because we're here to talk about video games... And let's let's be honest. Video games, what what are video games for? They're for taking away your your mind. Off. They're taking your mind off of your daily life, your daily routine. It's a nice break from reality. And that's what we read right now. And that's yeah. what probably a lot of people, not only in this campus, not only in this country, not only in this world, everyone could use a little break from reality right now. It's that's a mess. Facts. We saw what happened last week in the debates. We've been seeing this election, all this crazy stuff in the news. I am so sick of seeing these ads. I'm so sick of all the crap in the world. So let's just sit down for an hour. Let's talk about some video games. First question I have for you, Paul, on the video game topic. What is the very first, not the, necessarily the first game you played, but the first fond memory of a video game you have? And what game was it and why? Dude, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, and it's not, it's not what you think it's going to be because, I mean, 
I feel like I, I could say Call of Duty Black Ops One, but that's not what I'm gonna say here. It was definitely it would definitely have to be uh back a little bit further when we we got the GameCube at my house. Oh, you gotta love the GameCube. I, I was a young buck and uh got Monkey Ball Two. Dude, I Dude, have that. That story mode in that oh, game my. is so elaborate and like so cool. It's and hard. like that's like I would say that's probably one of my like first fond memories is playing monkey ball with the like like the homies come over you know from down the street like the neighbors come over and hang out and be like yo y'all want to play monkey ball? Well, because not only did they have the campaign and the story mode where you play those levels and stuff, but they had like baseball and all the I baseball. Say there was like I was a big fan of that mini mode where you'd like go down the big ramp and then like open up your ball and like fly and oh, try and land on the, the targets. targets. See, yeah. I didn't like that one that much. I, I don't know. I was never a huge That's fan of those. It's a really elaborate game. How well I just do you never forget? How well do you remember Monkey Ball? As far as the levels go, um, do you remember, I can like, remember the five ring one. I can get to I I thought like in my recent memory I can get to like the water one. Okay, okay, because. Justin and I have actually beaten that game. Really? Yeah. It was it was an intense I think it took us two days, like of nonstop grinding on that. But yeah, it, it was a tough game. There were times we had to like look up how to beat a level. And the thing with that game, there there's certain games where you can look up how to beat a certain level and stuff like that. But with Monkey Ball, you can see how you're supposed to do it, but then you still gotta go out there and do it. Yeah. And that that always makes it tough. But I'm going to go even farther back here for my first fond memory for a video game. Mario Golf on the N64. Oh, my God. I used to play that with my dad and my brother. It's not fun to play with my dad, though, because he's insane at that game. So they keep records in in the game. That dude's got hole-in-ones like it's nobody's business. I've never gotten a hole-in-one in in a video game. That's still an achievement I'm, I'm searching for. Because it's super frustrating. You'd think, yeah. especially in Mario Golf. But nope, no problem. I don't think I've seen that dude get worse than a par. I don't even know if I've seen him par. Come to think of it, a birdie's a bad hole for the guy. That's impressive. My dad, speaking of this, just he's incredible at old video games. Like mm-hmm. NCAA 10 on the PS2, I challenge anybody in the entire universe to play my dad in that game and he will throttle you. You know me, I'm good at yeah. video games. I, I'm very confident when I play especially video games. Especially football games. Yeah, especially football games. I tried playing my dad a couple years back. This was two or three years ago. We did a 15-minute quarter game, Yale versus Harvard. He put up 170 points on me, basically 1,000 yards on offense. Wasn't even close. Beat me like, like 65. <laughs> it was tough. There's that game, and I can't beat him in MVP baseball, 2004 on the GameCube. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. He's really, really good at that game. Mark's just sick at the old games. Oh, my gosh. His, I love He that. has a dynasty on NCAA 10, and, I mean, this is the second go-round, I think. He he had a guy and then deleted that guy, and, and I think he's in – so it's like 2009 is the first season, and he's in like 2040-something. And I, I'll never forget this. I remember going to check the career stats and the coach stats, and he had like 380 wins and six losses in his career. And he changes schools. It's not like he just stays at the school and builds them up to this crazy powerhouse. Like he gets bored years. winning like six championships in a row, and it's like, all right, let's go to a crappy team and then let's win a championship right then and there. Every time. It's incredible. I don't that's, know how he does it. That's impressive. Because I don't know if you've ever played NCAA on the PS2, but it's not an easy game. No. Look, football games have gotten – got to be careful with how I say this because I don't want to say easier, but – 
the mechanics are so old. Mm-hmm. Like we're running on first gen, not like first gen consoles, but yeah, like first gens for these. Um, I can't think of the word right now, but player mechanics. Yeah, and I mean, even like the graphics and stuff. Yeah, and so guys are super stiff when they're running their routes, yeah. doing this, that, and a third thing. But I don't know. He found a way to just be a freakish nature of that. Something that comes game. to mind off that point is like even like I mean I feel like playing that game versus like Madden now, like you throw like a quick slant and and Madden now you expect him to like yeah, throw immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like there might be like a delay just because it's old. Like I remember those games being way harder to throw in. You could always run the ball. It wasn't, like, super Not hard to run the ball. NCAA on the PS2, you could never run the ball. I've played almost every yeah. NCAA. NCAA 11 was the first year on the 360 where you could run the ball consistently. NCAA 07, you could run the ball pretty well, depending what console you were playing on. But in NCAA 10, when I used to play that game, never ran the ball. I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah somehow he has out, out here having running backs won the Heisman. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because I can beat him in a lot of video games. I can't beat him in NASCAR. <laughs> Somehow he always beats me in NASCAR. He had never played. So I have the new NASCAR game, you know. Yeah. I play, had my brother over one night, and we were just playing a bunch of video games, having a good time, because he doesn't have a ton of chance to do that anymore. And and we picked up NASCAR, and it's, it's a lot harder. These, these new ones are a lot harder, because you have to maintain your car. You have to do this, that, and the third thing. My dad picks it up, controller, first time around the track, beat me. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I take pride in this game. I've got, I've worked hard to get good at it. Just beats me first try like it's nothing. I and like, I will attest on. to the commoners that pick up that game and try and play it the first time. That, that game is ridiculously hard. It is hard. That it game is, is hard. really hard. It's not what you would expect from most driving games. I mean, like, your yeah. need for speeds, it's just, it's kind of like GTA, similar mechanics. Like, obviously, like, some drifting and so on could be a little bit different, but it's pretty basic. Yeah. NASCAR, not so much. It's, no. It's, it's a different beast. It's hard. It is really hard. He just picked it up and beat me. He does in the GameCube one, too. And that one I was, I was better at. That one was easier. Still just beats me in it. That PS, the PS2, the man's untouchable. I, I, I full-on would put a heavy money on my dad. Anyone. Bring the top professional NCAA video game player in the world. Doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't stand a chance. Going off into a new topic now, though. What was the first video game where you were like, "All right, I'm I'm really good at this," because that's a that's, that's a big a really, one. Because there's times really where you're good at games. There, there's like Super Mario Bros. I was always good at Super Mario Bros. But it wasn't like sitting there like with injustice. I can sit here and say I am insane in yeah. injustice. I actually have two points to go off of this. Um, one game that I just 100 percent dominated like, from the jump, was 2K11 Baseball with Roy Holiday on the cover. It was um, the one before 360? Verlander. On the 360, yeah. I just owned that game. Did they have the pitching thing, too, in there, where you move the analog stick to pitch? Where, like, the you do it on, like, the circle yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, to make yeah. a good pitch? Yeah, they did it like, I like that. that. I, their pitching mechanics in that game were fantastic. Way better than what they got in MLB The Show right now. I still play 2K12. It's fantastic. I those like are both game. fantastic like, really baseball like games. I really game, wish yeah. 2K still made baseball games because those are fun. I remember like the My Career Mode starting out in Mexico and stuff. It was are they, so much fun. Are they coming back with one? There have been I've, rumors about I it. Think, I'm going to look this up real was, quick. I um, don't if it was confirmed, but I, I just – that My Player Mode was so deep. You'd, you'd hop in, in Mexico, start playing ball, get signed by a 
a minor league team and have to work your way up, get to the league. It was just, it was the whole grind and the fun of it. And then, like, once you got to the league, like, I mean, it depended who you got drafted to. I mean, I got lucky, got drafted by the Yankees and had a great career. But um, the other game that comes to mind, and it's really weird, um, I wouldn't say it was, like, while I was, like, initially, like, because Call of Duty Black Ops 1 was the first game I ever purchased, like, for, like, my Xbox 360. Yeah. And I was like, all right, like, obviously, like, first playing that, you're still learning. And, like, I'd say for, like, the first year while I played that, it was, I mean, I was good at the game, but I wasn't, like, really good at it. But then Black Ops 2 came out. And then I went back to Black Ops 1, and I swear to God, I was like a god at that game. I don't know what happened. It was like I went back to Black Ops 1, and it was like, you're special. Like, you, you got this. Yeah, like, I was yeah. I was getting, like, you know, like, choppers and, like, attack dogs every single game. Like, no problem. And I was like, oh, I have a little bit of a talent for this Call of Duty thing. And then, obviously, like, I've played zombies my whole life. Yeah. So that's a big part of that, You've too. Like I was just zombies. I've been gifted at zombies my yeah. entire life. That's one of those things I'm just really good at there's the first game it's tough for me to say first i think the first time i really realized i was good at the game i had a psp ton of games for it you ever play any of the metal gear games metal gear solid um i don't think i have so metal gear solid peace walker all of them are well not all of them a lot of those are very very good games there's metal gear solid peace walker i had for the psp and I was one of the people that people would bring their PSP and like, can you beat this level for me? Like, I got you. It's a tough game. It's all about stealth and like tactical decisions. And that was the first time where I realized in the video game I'm good at this stuff. I think before I answer this question, I'm curious. What is your best game? Duty. What duty, though? Um, That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Um... It's between probably Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2. Yeah, yeah. Those are um, probably my two I haven't played cards. Black Ops 1 in a while, um, but I remember I was pretty I missed that game. Pretty sick at Black Ops 2 multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. And then not to mention, like, I mean, zombies. Like, Obviously. Call of Duty, zombies. That's why, that's why I'm good at Call of Duty. That's a good part of the reason why I've been able to get so good at multiplayer is playing zombies so much and kind of just, like, translate over. But I would say, honestly, probably Black Ops 2. Yeah. Just because, like, Black Ops 1, it kind of took me a, a little bit, while. Yeah. Black Ops 1 was probably the first COD that I took more serious. MW2, I played, but it was, like, the first COD I had for myself. And, you know, I, we were still pretty young then. Yeah. And so my mechanics and shooting games weren't what they are now. Black Ops 1 was where I first really started to get the hang of it. I was just bad at MW3. Yeah, I wasn't good at MW3 either. That was that was one of my worst CODs. And then Black Ops 2, I was very good at. I, I know life that game a lot of nights, but I got really, really good at that one. I'd say my best overall game, though, and you probably can attest to this, and so can several thousand people, Injustice 2. At my highest, I was ranked 704th in the world. I'm not there anymore because I don't play the game like I used to, but, I mean, I picked it up last week, and I was going to town on kids, so... Me I being one of those kids. That's true. Hey, you warmed me up. You had, I had to shake the rust off. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, even though you did, you hesitated. You didn't want to play. Dude, I knew play. I was going to lose. That's the, Every time you ask me to play that game, you're like, trying to play Injustice 2, and I'm like, I mean, honestly, no, because I'm going <laughs> to lose. Like, I don't want to play a game I have no chance in. I mean, you give you have some chance. I mean, to knock down one bar, but there's two of them. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what it is with that game. 
I have fast hands in video I feel like games. You're really and, good at the combos. It's the same thing with like when we play UFC. Like you're you're just yeah. really really quick with getting those combos off. Yeah, and that's the thing. I love fighting games, and I think a big part of my draw to that game was my love for DC Comics and just having a bunch of knowledge on that stuff. It was like this game's awesome because I always loved Mortal Kombat, but it was always missing something. And then they added this, and I was like, "This is made for me. Yeah, it's, this it's is this game. is my game." And and then I just played a lot and a lot, and then I got really, really good at that game. Rocket League's up there. I'm getting there, dude. NCAA 14, <laughs> that's probably up there. Yeah, no, I would say, like, that's probably, uh, I mean, definitely NCAA and Injustice, like, you're I'd up say, there, yeah. like, your top two. I, I don't know what would complete, like, your trio. I'd say Rocket League. I, you could say Rocket League, and I feel like, I mean, you're sick at Skate 3. Oh, I forgot about that game. You yeah. can't knock skate three. Yeah. And you've been playing I, that a lot lately. I haven't I haven't touched it this week, but or even last week, but yeah, no, skate three. I got I've always been pretty good at that game. But then I started this year specifically, I started playing again and then just kinda got nuts. Like some of the tricks I didn't even know how to do until this year. And then once I figured those out, it was kind of fun. And then now I've completed I've completed the mega ramp drop, the uh canyon and it's not called the canyon it's the the quarry the quarry challenge where you go down the giant ramp at the quarry and then you have to coffin over these two uh bars and then land it and then hit the jump over the house thing haven't gotten the double bridge gap yet i've gotten to jump over the first bridge and jump onto the second bridge but i have not quite gotten the gap yet you just have to have ridiculous speed and i'm not good at doing the speed glitch so i don't know if that's like a part of it but I'll still keep chasing it. It's fun to just do the run, yeah. even though I don't make it. It's fun to just do the run because you get so much speed, and there's some cool tricks you can do down it. What would you say your best sports game is? Uh, it's between the show and – I mean, it's the show. Let's be honest. What's the, the show, though? What year? Uh, MLB The Show 16. What was on the cover of that one? i got to think about this. I want to say 2016 – that should be Josh Donaldson. Don't quote me on that. I know Donaldson and Puig were like back-to-back Was years. Batista 15? I really don't know. I'm about to look up this one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know it. I want to say it was Donaldson. That's who comes to mind off the top of my head. But I'm not 100% sure. Also, totally weird thing to note here. I don't know what turned off in the room, but it got super, super quiet. I'm also getting a little static in my headphones. So if you hear any static, I'm sorry. We're trying to figure this out right now. So Donaldson was on the cover of MLB The Show 16, but I was just... That was, like, before... I mean, in MLB The Show 20, like, you have to use zone hitting to be crispy. Oh, okay. Whereas in, like, 16, like, you could still use directional and be good and still compete with people. And, I mean, my Diamond Dynasty team was unbelievable. Like, like 20, unbelievable. Still pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, most of my diamond dynasties are just like sick. I, is it I put easy, a lot of time. Is into it the, easier to get good at those versus uh, Madden Ultimate Team or my team on? Uh, um, 2K? I would say I play all of them. I would say the hardest one by far is Ultimate Team. On Madden. Yeah, I mean yeah. now it used to be MLB the Show because they didn't have like moments or anything you could play. It was oh, like okay. you literally had to play like online games and just grind. 
and then like save up by players that kind yeah. of thing like fill out sets get these certain players and that's kind of what i did in 16 it was like i literally had like half the collection of all the cards in the game so i just had all, yeah, like, a ton yeah. of good players but i i'm between i would say like on like that no like i probably between diamond dynasty and 2k yeah um 2k is just i, I found it so easy to just like get good at like you just got to play it yeah and it, it's, it's it's really honestly like a good refresher considering how difficult my player is to get good at in 2k like you have to put in some time to really get good at my player in 2k like yeah if you want your my player to be worth anything you either put a ton of money into the game or you put a ton of time into the game yeah and then that's where my team kind of like makes up for it is like you don't have to try that hard to get good players yeah like you can get a bunch of like ruby players for like a couple thousand my team points or whatever but i still think i mean for the me the show is still my favorite because it still reminds me of, like collecting baseball cards when i was a kid oh, and that's like days. the best part like i mean they literally like i mean i've shown you the cards like they literally have like some players that come yeah. in and it literally looks like their baseball card it really makes me sad that baseball cards and sports cards in general are gonna kind of moving to be a thing of the past because that, that was the best thing ever Especially, I don't. Did you ever get the Sports Illustrated for kids? Oh yeah, all the time. they weren't real cards, but it was still. You know, you got the nine pack at the cards. Those were so cool. I love that. And oh, they yeah, always had posters inside yeah, and stuff. It was so sweet. They'd have like the fan drawings. And yeah, those were like really cool magazines to look at when you were young. Speaking of magazines, totally random point here. I have to make before we get back into this. My professor for one of my classes next semester. There's things that I need for the class. And she told us to just go to TJ Maxx. I was like, uh, can't really leave campus. Sorry. Plus, it was, she wants us to gather all our favorite magazines to make a poster board. I don't read magazines. I don't know anyone that really does. How I often mean, do you see a magazine outside of the dentist? I'm more likely to just pick up my phone. That too. On my phone. I, I hope I get the option to just print pictures. Because that'll be way be easier way for easier. me. Because then, I mean, there's things that I don't... I don't even know what magazines I'd use outside of, like, Sports Illustrated. I don't even know what makes a magazine anymore. Maybe, like, Rolling Stone, maybe. But do they still come out with a physical magazine? I couldn't tell you. Because I don't know what... Obviously, there probably is, but I, I haven't seen a current magazine. Just We live in a different I mean, even, age. like, XXL is supposed to be a magazine, yeah. but I don't know if they even but print it's anymore. It's more of a website now. Yeah. Everything's just gone digital. and I mean, there's probably digital magazines, but it's weird where we live in. <laughs> it's weird because those things you don't notice edging out. Yeah. You don't... One day, it's just... You don't pick up a magazine, and then Look at 10 DVDs. years go by, and it's like, wow, I still haven't picked up a magazine. And I think we might... See that with a lot of things. DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no point for them anymore. No, really not. DVD players are basically non-existent. Yeah, nobody it, uses that. People play DVDs through... Some cable boxes come with them. Yeah. And then consoles. Yeah. That's how I, I remember Blu-ray was the big thing. And now... Blu-ray had a short... Dude, shelf life <laughs> they were like oh no everything's blu-ray and then like people were like going out and getting blu-ray players getting their like blu-ray and then you know they dropped consoles that had blu-ray compatibility yeah. and then it was like ah it's really not that special yeah and I, I don't know i've never been super picky about the um quality i watch in like, obviously i don't want to be watching in 480 or something like that but i mean 720 and up I'm not too picky about yeah, that. As long as I can see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Really as care. long as I can see 
I mean, some good movies, image. Even that's, like that's old movies, like some old movies, like obviously they're just they didn't have the technology then. They're still really good movies. I don't really care about the quality. It's about the movie itself. Exactly. All right. Interesting. This this will be a nice little conversation, possible debate here. I'm gonna have you go first after I ask you the question, and then then I'll give some of my thoughts. What is the best? And I'm not going for what is the highest grossing, what has the most players, anything like that. We're just talking bare bones, just the game. What is the best battle royale game on the market? Big question. That's the big three we're looking at are, are Warzone, tough. Apex, Fortnite. I, I don't, I haven't really played any of the other ones to be honest with you. I never played like PUBG or anything like that. Yeah, I think PUBG. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone. This this would be more of a question for Connor, but I don't. I haven't heard much about PUBG. I don't know how. I know it's still out there, probably yeah. it's still a game, but I, I haven't heard much about it or seen much about it lately. Ah, this is really, this is really difficult for me to answer because I there's I have a reason that everyone could be the one. I'm not not necessarily even most fun, just the best battle royale experience. It's a tough one. It's a tough question. I I have I've thought on this for a little bit, and I, I mean it's, I, it's hard pretty... for me not to say Warzone. I mean I played a ton of Warzone, and I have like a whole strategy how to play Warzone. But I'm I'm not talking that. I'm not because there's that's the one. I mean I feel like too that's, that's the one a... that, like I've been able to enjoy the most. Yeah, we're trying the the best here. Keep bias out of it. If you're if you aren't you haven't played any of these three, you've just seen them, you know bare bones stripped, the basics, all the weapons, what the objective is, what you can and can't do. Best one. Um, I feel like the best one for people that at least have some kind of experience gaming is definitely Apex. Yeah. Um Apex is just I mean, it, it kinda combines what Fortnite has with what I mean Duty and Warzone has. Yeah. And kinda puts it all together into one game. Whereas, like, I feel like if you're new to video games, maybe Fortnite, because I feel like Fortnite's a little more yeah relatively I don't know, you know though user friendly. I struggle with that because of the building. That's true. Their Apex and Warzone are first person shooters. Anyone that's played a video game most likely knows how to play a first person shooter. Yeah. Even if you have not played a video game. A first-person shooter is far easier than a third-person shooter. And then you add in the aspect of building and what certain loot... There's so many items in Fortnite now that it might be a little difficult to... Like, for example, Nina has background in CODs. It's a little different. But Fortnite, for her, is very hard. There's a lot to it. And, And the biggest thing in Fortnite versus the other two is if you get shot in COD or you get shot in Apex, you have to find cover. You can't Mm -hmm. just throw up a wall in front of you. I think Apex is the best Battle Royale game on the market, and here's why. For starters, map size. Warzone's map is way, way, way too big. You either don't see someone for basically half the game, or you drop with like 40 dudes. That's true. The map, and I don't like that with how many you play, it's 160, right? Uh, 150. 150. I, I don't think, I think that's too much. You have, it's not even scaled to the map size because there's, I don't know exact dimensions here, but you can travel from the top of the Fortnite map to the bottom of the Fortnite map within a storm chasing you. You can't do that in Warzone. 
No, you really got to. You, you got to move quickly. And if they add, let's say, like 250, it might be better because then there's all that space. But the problem that comes with a huge map like that is you don't know how the game's going to go. If the game goes how they probably expected it when they made the size of the map and it's a gradual of players dying, not just a bunch at once, then it'd be fine. But when you get the hot spots where you're losing 40 to 60 guys within the first five minutes of the game, well, now you're looking at 100 guys left on the map and there's all this space. And that that's my the first thing is, is Apex has... It's not too big, it's not too small, and it's fast to travel through with the zipline things that shoot you up and all that good stuff. Second thing, simplicity. That's my biggest beef with outside of the map size in Warzone is it's way, way, way too complicated with like the building of the guns and all the, like the loot drops and that type of stuff. If you're just picking up Warzone, or you're in your first week of playing Warzone, or even two weeks, it's going to be confusing. You have to actually play that game consistently to understand everything about the game. Fortnite is a little more simple with the color scheme makes it easy, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff makes it easy. But the thing with Apex is there's not a ton of guns, and the building of the guns is pretty obvious. It tells you level one, two, three, barrel stabilizer, what guns it goes with. The COD, if you don't play COD multiplayer, Warzone's super confusing because you don't really know what guns are good and what guns are bad. And obviously, it's all, it's all up to interpretation. But Yeah. I mean, I, I personally find Warzone easier than Apex, but that's just... I mean, I've played Warzone a lot, and I'm a big duty guy, so I mean, I'm that's not, probably part of that. I'm not necessarily talking difficulty. Yeah. I'm talking like as far as being confusing and straightforward. Because mm-hmm. Warzone is the... I think the hardest. I think most people would say the it's the hardest. The hardest to win, yeah, for yeah. sure. And you're a big duty player and a yeah. great duty player, so for you it comes a lot easier because you've played so much duty and you're very good at duty. And then another thing on Apex is the characters. This is my biggest home run right here that Apex did. There's not an OP character. If you say there's an OP character, you don't play every character. That's true. All these characters have different abilities, and they're all very useful. And this leads into kind of point four, which is the same as point three in a way. But what separates Apex for me from the other two is you have to win with a team. Like, I've seen you, like the first game we've ever played and we won in Warzone, you clutched it. I yeah. kept going down, and you kept killing people. <laughs> You can't do that in Apex. No, if it's, it's a one-on-three or a one-on-two, unless you have them separated, you're dead. 100%. Apex takes the most strategy. Because you have to... That's why it's so hard to play without people. And tomorrow, super excited. It comes out cross-play. Uh, the beta comes out. Really excited. We can finally play Apex for the first time together. And it's been out for two-ish years now. That'll be fun. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. And and we're both strategic guys when we play games. I mean, Fortnite, sometimes we just mess around because yeah, that game Fortnite. gets really frustrating sometimes. But Apex and Warzone both take a level of strategy. But where Apex pushes it a spot farther is with the character selection. Because you don't want to have two similar type characters. You need the abilities to mesh together well. Yeah. And that's what I think is the biggest separation between Apex and Warzone. Because I'd say... 
The map size is one thing. If they shrunk down the map just a little bit, that that'd be a huge step in the right direction. But I think they need to make it more simple. You can you can't win a game of Warzone with randoms. No, you can win an Apex with randoms. And what you said about the characters too, I feel like COD has the ability to do that. I mean, look at all the different like operators they put in the game. Like, there's a bunch of different characters that like skins that you can wear. Have them mean something more than just. Honestly, cool. let's take the guy. Remember in Black Ops Four, like the abilities different guys would have. Yeah, like put the, that in the war zone. That'd be so sick. That would be so sweet. You'd have like the synth with the arm. Yeah, like the I can't think of his I name. I think the dude who came down with like the Thrashers. Call of Duty, one hundred percent hands down has all the intangibles to make the best battle royale game. But what was the one before called? Blackout. Yeah. It seemed really that similar. That map was sick. It was sick. And I know a lot of people probably would disagree with this, but it seems way too similar. They made this hype around Warzone, and the thing that made it different were there's different... They took out the whole part where you had to get, like, perks and stuff. Yeah. To, like, help you win. Like, you don't you don't get perks. Like, you you have your classes set, and you can get those yeah. classes with those perks, but, like, you can't just, like... The Gulag is sweet. I love the Gulag. That, that's awesome. That is really... I that love is, that they put that in there. That is one of the best additions to, yeah. uh, to a game. But... And, you know, Fortnite's the biggest one. Yeah. And, you know, it's the most commercialized one by far. But th- there is a lot of great Fortnite. We love to play Fortnite. It's yeah, a very, no, very fun game. But I just think it's... what they. The problem I have with Fortnite is when Fortnite first came out, it was more tailored towards, like, Call of Duty players, people our age. Yeah. And then, you know, there's no blood and gore in the game. It, it's not... A, okay, you're killing people, but... It's not a violent game like you see in a Call of Duty. Yeah. And so now it's tailored super, super towards kids. Mm-hmm. And it, and for a couple seasons in Fortnite, it alienated the older players. I agree. And one thing they did with that that alienated a lot of the older players was they made it so complicated. They added all these... They were changing the map like every two minutes... They were adding all kinds of new gadgets and weapons and whatnot and vehicles. Vehicles are fun, but I don't think they have a place in Fortnite. Boats do because boats aren't OP. Yeah, you just need to be able to travel by water. Yeah. The helicopters, they're still a little bit OP. Yeah. They're, They're very easy to travel through, and they have a pretty decent health, and you can just quick fly up super high and skirt away so you don't blow up. Cars aren't bad because you can't shoot from inside of the car. Cars aren't bad. I think... I shouldn't say there's no place for vehicles in Fortnite because that's wrong. But you remember when they put in those giant robot thingies? I don't remember what they were called. The yeah, mechs. Those were, yeah, those were so OP. Oh, my gosh. Those were so dumb. And Fortnite used to come out with great modes. The Marvel modes that they released, super, super fun. The knockout mode, awesome. But where's my snipers only? Like, real snipers only. I don't want to have every time they release a snipers only... Now you just f- jump super high, and you float through yeah. the air, and you only like get so many maps. No, 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 no. you can't jump. Keep the, keep the base of the game the same. Just do snipers only. Do all gold only. The, the ones they used to do. Or the, uh, the, what's it called? The high explosives. Mm-hmm. Keep those modes with everything else in the game, but just make it high explosives only or just snipers only. I don't like playing the snipers only anymore. I was really, really good. We were both really, really good Sorry, at the snipers only. Sorry, my first only. solo dub. Yeah, because it was... The mechanics were the same. You don't have to play this moon gravity. Because that was like when COD did the futuristic stuff for a couple years and everyone hated it. 
Yeah. When you take away from what made the game great, it and I mean I know it's uh what are they called? Um like a part time mode. It's not the right terminology for it. Limited but time only. Limited time only, yeah. I, I, I know that's one of those and you want to add some fun things to it, but then make a floaty version of something. I, I just I don't know. It's my planes. We need them Dude. to bring back the planes mode, bro. I don't know if you guys remember the plane mode. Like, you were just flying. It was just two guys. Paul and I were crazy at that. We won seven back to back to back to back to back. We just uh, kept winning. What did they call it in, like, World War II? Like, dogfights in the air? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like that. The one sits on the back with the chopper. The other one flies around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I missed that. We were so good at that, too. Like, incredibly good at that. Seven in we went out there. I remember this night specifically. It was probably 1.30 when we started playing. This is at night. And our goal, we just wanted to win one game. And we we're like, I don't care how long it takes. Won the first game. All right, cool. Well, now we can't go to bed. We got to see how long the streak goes on. Back to back. Like, holy cow, that was awesome. Let's just play till we lose now. Yeah. Third one comes around. We're like, all right, it's business time. At that point, it clicked. We looked at each other. It's like 2.30. We're good at this. Let's dominate. And then we went on to win seven. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was a great night. Probably, Probably ended around like going. 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, didn't our game crash? Yeah. Ain't that something? The Wi-Fi cut. Yeah. And then... Freaking Albion. Yeah. It was tough, but... Man. Still one of the great memories. Simpler times, streets, too. Dude. We were allowed outside back in those days. Yeah, you didn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. We don't even get, they took away our rec time. We, we've, we've had this the last, last couple of weeks when we get stuck in a rut or we're transitioning between one task to the next... Or we just need a mental break. We just go outside, toss the baseball around. Just simple, simple, simple stuff, yeah. and we can't do that anymore. It's really freaking frustrating. But Battle Royale, where do you think this goes from here? I, I'm I starting mean, I to think like, all games are going to become this way. I mean, look at like uh, Fall Guys. It's like a almost yeah. like a it's like a battle royale type game show, like yeah. survival game. It's not really like you're trying to kill other people. You're just trying to beat other people. You're yeah. trying not to be the one eliminated. And I feel like that's kind of how the games are going to be coming out. Like I don't know much about like this Among Us game that a lot of people yeah. are raving about, but I'm pretty sure it's along a similar line of like yeah. survive. Like the whole key yeah. is survival, and I mean it's 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 cool. I feel like it might get old at some point, but I mean, if they it, keep reinventing it the way they yeah. are, and, th- and that's what that's what I always wonder because you know you see what games are big, and and how the transitions go and stuff like that. You know, obviously, way way back uh, when video games were more new, and the Mario and the Genesis and all those, uh, what? Why am I blanking on this? Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. all these games that were very, very big, and it was that kind of a game. Sonic's game, you know, get to the end of the level. What What is the point of Super Mario Bros.? Get to the end of the level. It used to be that type of a game. Make it through the level. And then it's these different worlds, these different levels that keep increasingly getting harder. Mm-hmm. We saw that for a while. And then we started seeing a big emphasis with the Halos, with the early CODs, campaigns. Oh, yeah. Going through a whole story and, and what separated the really, really good games. You look at Assassin's Creed. You look at, I mean, honestly, GTA, Watch Dogs. GTA and Watch Dogs both have other things to it. But the base of those games, not as much GTA Five. one of the best campaigns I've ever played. Yeah. But the focus was more on the online. But the early GTAs was all about the story. That, that's how Grand Theft Auto got its name, was through mm-hmm. the story modes. And Assassin, like I said earlier, Assassin's Creed, the Halo franchise, phenomenal. 
I don't think does Battlefield have campaign? I imagine they do. I never got super into Battlefield. Uh, Gears of War is another one. I yeah. love the Gears of War franchise. They have amazing campaigns. Call of Duty used to have amazing campaigns. They've kind of just stopped caring about that aspect because it's not so big anymore. And yeah, then you know multiplayer got big, and yeah. it was around the time of. In my memory, well, Halo 3, Black Ops, MW2, well, those games started coming on the rise. That was when multiplayer had the focus. Yeah. You put in 20 guys, 10 on each team, who can get the highest kills? You know, just standard TDM. That, that was kind of what pushed it forward. And then, you know, you come up with Domination and Capture the Flag and all these all different, different modes, modes yeah. but multiplayer was the big focus. And that was, how do we make the best multiplayer game? And, and then now we've, we've transitioned away from that into the Battle Royale era. And so we know we've had this conversation a couple times on the show about longevity of stuff, what's the next big thing. I can't really sit here and predict what will be the next big thing in video games. It's tough to think where we're going to go from here because we're still fairly new into this Battle Royale stage because that's the thing you've got to remember is these ages where this is what you're going for, you know, the levels to the campaigns to the multiplayer to now the Battle Royale era. The thing you've got to remember is these are big chunks of time, a lot of years going into this, and we're still in the early stages of the Battle Royale era, and we'll probably be in it for a little lot farther into the future to come. What do you think about this, though? Not necessarily the type of game, but do you see a time in the future, price permitting and it's more accessible to people, that VR takes over your regular console? Oh, in time, 100%. I feel like there's going to be a point where when you want to play Call of Duty, you throw on the VR goggles, you don't do it. Like, that's how you, that's how you play Call of Duty now. Like, there's going to be a point in the future where you, you throw on the goggles to play whatever game you want to play. So let me ask a follow-up to that then. Do you see it as the VR is going to be its own console? It's not going to be the Xbox with VR. It's not going to be the PlayStation with VR. It's going to be a separate console from them, or are they going to integrate in between because honestly there's your billion dollar company not yeah. right now because it's financially not going to be accessible to a ton of people and you won't be able to turn a good profit but years down the road let's say just 10 15 20 however long it takes for that technology to become easier to create yeah. way better tested flawless all that the company if a company decides to come up and do this the company who has their own VR console, which I don't really know what that would look like. Yeah. That's not my area of expertise. But whoever comes up with that, they can make so much money. You obviously can make a lot of money I integrating like it with Microsoft and PlayStation. If somebody comes up like that, like if somebody, like a company, like develops their own, like strict VR console, it would be a war between Xbox and PlayStation or Sony and Microsoft, more or less. Which to one would see make who it? could buy, buy that company first. Because I feel like, um, what you're going to see is you're going to see kind of what's kind of getting started, like an integration. Yeah. Like having the VR with the PlayStation console yep, yep. and having the VR with the Xbox console, and it's going to c- continue to evolve, and then there might be a point where like you get like something smaller when you get the VR. Yeah. It's not the big console. You get something a little bit smaller, and then you know it'll progressively like grow from there. But if somebody before them creates something like that, it's just yeah. a complete battle between the yeah. two to see who can buy them out first. What if, I mean, they could always go down the road and not want to get bought out and just try yeah. and bully the other two out, and then we might get a monopoly in the video game world, but we'll, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the future. Yeah. I'm, it's something I like to, you know, console wars are always a big thing. We're, yeah. we're in the midst of one right now, which both consoles are getting prepared to launch and, and come to market, and I mean, we saw it with the Xbox One and the PS4, we saw it with the 360 and the PS3. There's always these console wars when the new one comes out, and 
This is the year, though, that I think there might be the biggest separation. I couldn't tell you who's going to win. I'm an Xbox guy. I'm going to stick with the Xbox when... I mean, I'm not going to get it right away. It's going to be one of those purchases when, when I'm more... I'm aging out of the Xbox One, and it, yeah. it's not as much stuff is coming out for it, and it's obvious that it's not being really worked on anymore. That's when I'll make the transition into the next next gen. But I mean, I mean, you look at the PS5's bigger. Cl- I want to say clunkier, but it's just it's just a lot larger yeah. for starters. It's a lot more expensive too, and I think that's a drawback. And I haven't really. I haven't done too much deep research on it to know every little, you know, nuts and bolts on all of this, but just from base looking at it, I think Sony messed up. They they priced it too early. They released the price of it too early because then Microsoft was sitting back and was like, whoa, didn't expect that to be $600. Let's, you know, knock it down, increase it. And I think the biggest thing I know is the capacity for you know, your storage on the yeah. console. But, I mean, I'm not one of those dudes who needs 60,000 games download. I, I only play so many games. I, I don't need hundreds of games on my console, so I don't really care about that aspect. Because I remember, remember like, memory card days where mm-hmm. it wasn't the size of the game because you didn't download the game. It was what you were downloading through the game. Yeah. And, you know, dynasties or franchises, those were a big file, Road to Glory, My Player, yeah, another big file. Stuff. I miss those days, simpler times. But it should be interesting. It should be interesting to see how this console war goes out, especially around Christmas time and into the 2021, where hopefully we're not wearing masks anymore and we can actually, you know, live a normal life. But it's, you know what's stupid is that sounds like a fairy tale. It really does. It used to sound like a fairy tale to say everyone's going to be wearing masks afraid of a virus that really has a low fatality rate. Come on, people, let's be honest. It does. It, you know, people with pre-existing conditions and the elderly are, are more susceptible, susceptible to it, and it can be more fatal for them. But so is every disease in the world. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical person, so I don't know. But it's a fairy tale now to say, man, I can't wait to go to a restaurant and not wear a mask inside, and there's no social distancing, and my server doesn't have a mask on, and I don't have to take my food off the tray. It's weird. It's weird. We just, who knows how far out that is. It could be, a lot of people are saying after the election, but for all we know, it could be 15, 20 years from now. Or for all we know, it could never go away. And that's a scary thought. Hopefully it's not that. Hopefully, I mean, dude, if it's if this is some election hoax or something made up by, the, I know that the disease is real, but some, you know, big ploy by the whole secret societies of the world government that's so screwed up but honestly i'm at this point where i was like you know what i kind of hope it is because i really want this to be over after the election because i'm really sick of it yeah and at this point if secret societies are doing something can we just please end it and i hope your game plan is going to work out execute hit that play because i'm (laughs) sick of it yeah no i just there was a point where it was like all right let's deal with this for a little bit and then life will go back to normal but now we know that's not happening. I don't even remember what life was before this. Yeah, no. Like, you have to think about so much when you leave, which we don't have even the option to just leave the room and walk outside. But when we're back home for summertime, you know, even when you're just leaving the house to go do something, you, you have to think through all these processes of where am I going? What am I going to need? Where, where's my mask? Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's annoying. But... We're going to end on a little little fun game here, Paul. 
I love me some games. Uh, you do love you some games. So we're going to, starting with, uh, we'll start with Madden 04. You, Madden name 04. me the cover athletes from these Maddens. Starting with Madden 04, go. God, that one's tough. Madden 04. Yeah. We're going to give you 10 seconds on the clock for each one. Madden 04, you've been thinking about it for about 15 now. Give me a guess. McNair. Michael Vick. What? Yep. Wow, that was tough. Madden 05. McNabb. Nope. No? Ray Lewis. Madden 06. 06 is McNabb. Yes. All right. You were one for two. Not off to a hot start. 07 is, uh, what's that dude? Who am I thinking of? Isn't it Brian Dawkins? No. Sean Alexander. Oh. One for four. Oh, wait. God, this is... Not off to a great start here. No, these, these are the ones that I like. I thought I knew, but now that like I I thought I had McNabb pinned, and like I was like I know which one McNabb was. I had that game. Oh eight. Oh. I'll tell you, his NFL career did not last long. Is this uh? Gotta guess. Is this your oh, time see, limit's been reached? To, Just it, give me a guess. His NFL. Uh, it was uh, dude. It was it was he was on the Titans. Wasn't yep. Vince. Vince Young. Yes. Two for five. Madden oh nine. Oh, come on, ball. This is the GOAT. The absolute GOAT. Dude, this is... Time's a-ticking. You got about two seconds. Let's hear an answer. Madden 09? Yep. Brett. Yes, sir. See, it takes you so long, and then you've been getting them, so I don't... I just can't remember. Three for six, you're looking at 50%. Madden 2010. There's two guys on the cover. That's, uh, who am I thinking of? You've been saying that a lot. (laughs) I, Larry Fitzgerald was one of them. Yep. Think about who played in the Super Bowl that year. Paul Malu. Yep. All right. Four for seven. You're off to a better start now. Man 11. Is this Peyton Hillis? No. Drew Brees. Man 12. Man 12 is Peyton Hillis. That is Peyton Hillis. Uh, man 13. Another Dude, goat. I should know this. Back-to-back one. goats because it's the only time we're ever going to get our boys on the cover. Uh, this is Calvin. And then man 25. We had... Obviously, Barry. Yep, man, 15. That was OBJ? No. No, that, that was, was um, Gronk. Nope, Sherman. Oh man, my God. 16. Oh, my God. That was OBJ. Yep, 17. Madden, 17. That was, um, oh, my God. You already guessed it. Gronk. Yeah. Madden, 18. Tom. Madden, 19. AB. Madden, 20. Patrick. I was going to say, if you don't get that one, you play that game I play a lot, that game so. literally every day for the last week. <laughs> and then Lamar's on the cover now. Those early ones, though, I always get them mixed up. That's like, true. I was sitting here when we were talking about the two. I thought one of them's Drew Brees. And I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, Peyton Ellis. <laughs> I always forget. I don't always forget he was on the cover. I just forget why he was on the cover. Dude, he was <laughs> sick for one season. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even a full I drafted season. him on my fantasy team after that. Tough. That's tough. And then he kind of ballooned up a little bit. But... It was a little delay before we released the last episode. We kind of got super busy with school, and we're back to it. Hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for tuning in. Peace and love, y'all.